Doug, you know how I'm always uh, saying that I'm going to live forever, right? That, that's my, yep. one of my live goals. to be for eternity, yeah. Yeah, and because my, my logic recently has been that if you can make it to, uh, you know, 80 or 90, by that point, surely they will have, they will have the technology that will get us to, to 200 or 300. And then if you can get there, then, I mean, within just a few years after you're, you know, you're 100 or 150, they're going to have us getting to be 1,000. And then, then, then you don't have to worry about death anymore. <laughs> so with that in mind, I mean, do you think it's fair for me to say that, that, the, that the supplement that I invented helps you live for eternity? <laughs> Is that, would the FDA you think approve that statement? <laughs> I mean, I, we probably shouldn't make that claim. <laughs> maybe we won't make that claim but the point is you got to get far enough to uh you want to be healthy for the long term so that you have that chance right <laughs> yeah. uh so that is that's one of the reasons why i invented and co-founded a company that makes uh this this product called complement so a plant-based diet is a wonderful no no at least you won't find any uh arguments against that from me uh, however I think if we are smart and honest and looking at the evidence, then there are things that are missing from that diet uh, on its own that don't, you know, make it as good as it could be for living as long as you can and staying healthy. Uh, the ones that most people know about are B12, vitamin D, and DHA and EPA, uh, which, by the way, are two omega-3 fatty acids. And besides that, there are a few little minerals and things like that, uh, iodine, zinc, selenium, vitamin K2, uh, those come to mind as things that vegans probably should be supplementing with. I don't want to say that all should, but people like me who think about this stuff a lot um, often do the research and land on, you know, come to the conclusion that we should be supplementing with those things. So that is um, what, you know, where Complement Plus came from. Uh, it's a, an, a vegan capsule that includes all of those things and doesn't include anything else because, Doug, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of taking multivitamins. We get all this good stuff from our food. Uh, so why would we want to be getting you know, more vitamin C in our diet than nature really intended for us. So it's those things without all the stuff that you don't need, uh, all in one pill, convenient. And what's great about it is that you can get all that protection for just around a dollar a day. You can get all the details and decide if Compliment Plus is right for you at nomidathlete.com slash smarter. That's nomidathlete.com slash smarter. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. New members get 50% off an annual membership. Visit aptive.com slash no meat. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash no meat. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 279 of No Meat Athlete Radio. This is Matt Frazier with Doug Hay. Doug, what episode are we actually on? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it's not right. Like 221. Okay, good. Well, it took 22, long, sorry, it took 222. Get, get going for this episode. That was just one more step we couldn't, couldn't handle. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it did take us a long time to get started. <laughs> but we're going now. We're started. It's episode 222, and uh, we have some interesting guests today who are... Related, Doug, to your your new hobby, it seems. I had, you know, I don't know if I'd call it a hobby, but certainly my new uh, my new lifestyle. <laughs> or you know, I so just kind of set this up. So my, um, you know, you yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. My New Year's resolution or my New Year's goal was to come into my hundred miler in April, the fittest I've ever been. Right. Yep. And part of that, of course, is running, but also a more full body fitness, and that's uh, I've been. Really working hard on that, and part of that is thanks to 
our guest for today's episode. Yeah, so you've been doing uh, the workout routine designed by Derek Treesize and Mar- Marcella Torres. Uh, you've been doing their, the 15-minute workout, Doug. Is that correct? I started with 15-minute and have already moved on to um, another full-body workout that they put together for, for an academy module. Oh, nice. Okay. Have you have you set foot yet in the, the Black Mountain Recreation Center slash gym, or are you just strictly at home? No, strictly at home, although I do have uh, two 10-pound weights I'm using. <laughs> Big go. old 10-pounders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Is that, are, you, are you planning to uh, eventually upgrade to the gym or not going to? Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just a few weeks into this at-home uh, at home routine, but you know, I mean, it feels great, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. So I, I think you know, I think this is something that's going to catch on. Oh, that's good. I think I hope I hope it does. I'm actually quite intrigued by this as well, and I am looking forward to getting started with this. I wrote an email this morning to the Nomad Athlete email list about, uh, you know, first trying to get them to go sign up for this thing, which we'll tell you how to get in a minute. But um, and it's free. Uh, but I don't know. I've just I've always sort of been for the past few years looking for that <laughs> that shortcut, easy fix. Uh, <laughs> You know, where you spend 15, 20 minutes doing your workout in the morning, and it's not like crushing, soul-crushing, killer workout. It just gets you feeling good. That's why I experimented for a long time with that uh, five Tibetans routine, where sure. it's just five sort of, they're not even bodyweight lifts. I guess one of them might be, but they're, you know, one of them you spin around in circles with your arms out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you switch directions and do it again. It's like a preschool routine. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet Ellery does that just about every day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so I did that for a while and actually, actually quite, quite like that. Not so much like for the strength gains that it supposedly would give you, but just for the, the energy, just you get in the yeah, morning right, to sure. do something with that without having to go outside and get in the car or do anything like that. So, uh, I am all for that. And I'm actually quite excited about trying this 15 minute workout routine myself. Um, but that's good to hear you're using it. And I, it's, I don't think I've ever really heard you talk about, about doing strength training or resistance training. So that's, yeah, well, you know, it's not something I've ever been all that interested in and uh certainly not something i had that has stuck you know there's been a couple of times when i have been a member at a gym where i'm like oh i'm gonna do weights today and then i go and then the next day i'm like super sore because i had no idea what i was doing and right. just didn't feel right and then that was kind of it and that was the last time i did gym or <laughs> did weights but no this is what i've been like easing into it i've been using their program i've actually been using the aptive app that's today's sponsor which is kind of cool and um it's just been a good way for me to to ease in and mix it up and yeah you know i don't know i just uh, i really like the strength training thing it's it's going to be a good compliment to the running good it does make you feel good that feeling where you walk around and your muscles are like not sore but they're kind of tight and i i know on this interview you said yours are still sore every yeah. day uh i mean not surprising i guess right that that happens and uh yeah i mean it's a bunch of muscles that you know i never ever use so anyway, uh, then let me just talk a little bit about that. It's Derek and Marcella Torres, or Derek Treesize and Marcella Torres. Their site is veganmuscleandfitness.com. And uh, if you go just look, go to the site and look at the pictures of Derek and Marcella, uh, they, look, they look like bodybuilders, right? They don't look like vegan bodybuilders or plant-based bodybuilders. To me, they just, that looks like people who are bodybuilders. If you look at Derek and some of those ads, I mean, he's, he's, it's like, you know, ripped big. and oiled up and has yeah. all, the, all the ripples, like actual bodybuilding. So right. that that is uh, really interesting to me. That is a, a realm that I really don't know anything about at all. Um, but where where which, and not to say that I don't respect that. I think that's kind of cool. I just know nothing about it. Where where there is sort of common ground is that they also have this this interest in like the plant based side. Um, but it's not just about sculpting muscles, you know, to be symmetric and do what what bodybuilders are often concerned about. 
um, they're really interested in long-term health and like functional movement and injury prevention, uh, which is to me sort of, uh, this is probably unfair, but like that is sort of the antithesis of bodybuilding in my, in my you know, like uh, Arnold, Schwar- Arnold Schwarzenegger pumping iron perspective, which is like, it's just about, you know, getting massive and that's all you really care about. You don't care about injuries and all that other stuff. So uh, they have a really, really great background in it. Marcella herself is a PhD candidate in mathematical biology. Uh, which, as you can imagine, sets her up very nicely to, uh, you know, understand how diet and exercise affect obesity and dietary causes of inflammation. That's her focus there. Uh, Of course, as I said, they're both plant-based. Derek is a certified personal trainer, certified corrective exercise specialist. He's done the T. Colin Campbell plant-based nutrition certification and uh, actually has a Bachelor of Science in Biology as well, plus four-time natural bodybuilding champion and WNBF pro bodybuilder. So they're very, you know, accomplished credentialed uh guests doug which which adds adds some nice bit of credibility to this yeah they they know what they're talking about and they could even after a few weeks of good strength training i'm sure that they could beat me in arm wrestling yes they could probably bench press us (laughs) (laughs) at the same time (laughs) anyway um but very very knowledgeable and and really great nice people both their, their parents as well they have two children and uh, I don't know, just easy to talk to. I, I just as I said to them at the end of this episode, I really just think they're um, very positive forces in this movement of ours. I just like the attitude they bring and the, the down-to-earth and realism. And Definitely. They're just cool. So anyway, I really enjoyed the interview, enjoyed talking to them, and uh, especially I've enjoyed this chance to work with them on a Nomad Athlete Academy module. Um, so that's, that's the Nomad Athlete Academy, and you can check that out, of course, if you want to. But what you can go get for free is the 15-minute workout part of that module, which will totally get you started. It's gotten you, Doug, started, and it's going to get me started as well. Um, and that is at – what's our URL there, Doug? That is at nomadathlete.com slash 15. That's one five fifteen dash minute dash workout. Good. So you can go there. Uh, you can get the, the PDF of the 15-minute routine, and you can start doing it. Uh, three or four or five, whatever times a week you want to do it. And, uh, you know, they say that'll last four to eight weeks or so until you would want to then move up to something more challenging, which I guess could be done by adding resistance to what you're doing at home, but they actually would then switch you over to a calisthenics sort of program like they do in the academy module. But anyway, for the next month or two, you got a free, uh, good set of workouts. So yeah, definitely good to get you started. And, uh, and you can, I mean, it's, it seems pretty easy to adapt. So, and it's at home with no equipment, which is awesome. No equipment at all. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Anything before we get to this interview, Doug, is there anything to uh, to close with? I don't have any good stories about Spanish soccer games or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got no good stories either. I do want to um, kind of have a little disclaimer here that the there were we had we ran into a couple of mic issues on this episode and um, it's it's great. But just uh, prepare yourself for not the type of sound quality that we would love to have on all of our episodes yeah i would agree with that. it's not it's not our typical sound quality but it's also not too bad it's not unlistenable it's just no, it's no. just a little bit gets quiet at times from yeah. there but not a, not a big deal no it must be a big deal or else you wouldn't have mentioned it <laughs> <laughs> well have you listened to it yeah yeah to be fair man i don't think you've actually listened to the recording but... <laughs> no but right. definitely not unlistenable but you know it's something to be aware of <laughs> good I don't all know. right, maybe not. We could just cut all that out, I guess. <laughs> and to the interview. All right, let's get to Derek Treesize and Marcella Torres. Hey, everyone. Matt and Doug here with two friends of ours, Derek Treesize and Marcella Torres, who uh, I've had the pleasure of speaking on at least at least one, I think two 
panels on on board the Beacon Cruise, and uh, really, really great people who just have amazing credentials, know a ton about plant-based nutrition, uh, particularly in the areas of gaining muscle and fitness, uh, whereas we kind of handle the, the endurance piece a lot at Nomad Athlete. Uh, this is a, a perspective that we, we don't talk about as much and I think is, is one that's really, really interesting to people, uh, particularly because with with vegan plant-based diet comes the concern that it's only for endurance athletes, that it only is going to make you, you know, maybe good at sports, maybe have good good endurance, but, uh, you know, be be one of those skinny vegans as a result. So we want to kind of bust that myth up a little bit. Uh, also talk about, about getting, you know, getting started if you're not someone who's gone to the gym before and kind of some really beginner tips for uh, resistance training. So Derek and Marcella, thank you for coming on and uh, welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio. Yeah, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Sure. So uh, yeah, let's let's just get started. Let's let's talk about one of the big the big objections I think right right up front is this idea that that you know if you go to a traditional gym, traditional strength coach, traditional uh, sports nutritionist, they're probably going to say you know you can't be eating this plant based diet if you want to get the best results. You just you're not going to be able to put on uh, weight or muscle uh, or strength. So what what's uh, how can we how can we bust that myth or should we or is that the hundred percent truth? <laughs> should we just end it right here? Now, it's absolutely false, patently false. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great athlete examples that show you that it's false. But basically, if you're getting enough calories, you're getting enough of all the essential nutrients, and you're getting, obviously, enough protein that's built into the diet, uh, your body's going to respond to the exercise you're doing favorably. Um, and that's whether or not the nutrients are coming from an animal-based diet or a plant-based diet. So basically, that myth is just perpetuated because trainers don't know, you know, your average person just doesn't really know what protein is, like what protein exists in, and they assume it's just in animal sources. It's known that you need a certain amount of protein to build muscle. I mean, basically, it's just you need a certain amount of food because food has protein. They just think that protein is something you can only get from a shake or from, you know, a steak. Exactly. <laughs> I, I like that. Shake well, that's steak. It's a... Uh... If guys go to your, if people go to your website, it's uh, veganmuscleandfitness.com. They will see pictures of you and uh, and get the point. I think you you guys both exemplify <laughs> you know vegan bodybuilder, which I think is awesome. I think it's uh, I don't know. I've I've you guys have been at this quite a while. I was back in the like DC Veg Fest days, probably back in 2010 or 11. I remember at mm-hmm. over at Robert Cheek's table, there was this there was this giant ripped guy, and, uh, <laughs> and it was like who's thank that? you, and that was my first introduction to. To Derek Tree Size. And I don't think you were there, Marcelo, that day, but uh, I've, I've since had the pleasure of doing several things with you guys. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. Let's, um, you know, let's talk about some, some of the specifics. So hopefully hopefully people, you know, can buy that. But, but what, what is different? Like if you're, if you're going from just someone who's, who does this for health, not necessarily fitness or muscle, uh, but you know, knows the basics of kind of eating whole foods for general nutrition and long-term health. Um, maybe, maybe someone who's eaten even as an endurance athlete and sort of, you know, carved up and all that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what, uh, like what changes might that person make if suddenly the, if there was a shift and said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to shake off this skinny vegan thing. And I want to, I want to bulk up and put on some muscle men or women. And I know women aren't always that interested in bulking up, but just, you know, get adding some, some tone. Um, how does the diet shift from one that is, you know, primarily focused on just long-term health to one that is more about adding muscle in the short term? Gotcha. There's not that much different, to be honest, except for eating more. You need to be in a slight caloric surplus to be able to gain muscle mass. 
I mean, if you're eating a little bit more calories per day than your body needs just to, you know, run effectively, maintain your weight, and perform exercise, you're going to have that much more energy devoted to generating new tissue, in this case, muscle mass. Uh, a little bit of extra protein helps, you know, emphasizing more protein-dense foods like beans, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. That does help. Uh, but the bottom line is getting enough whole food, enough calories, and then creating demand through some sort of resistance training. When you give your body the signal that it needs to get stronger, that it needs to gain some muscle in order to make the tasks you're doing regularly easier, then it will use the food you're eating for that. And is there any sort of, like, do you guys follow guidelines like 70, 15, 15, or any sort of macronutrient balance? Or are you just more of the eat a bunch of whole foods, make sure you're getting some protein, some fats, and, you know, hit the gym? <laughs> no, we definitely look at um, macronutrient balance, but... I think what's different about our approach versus a lot of other vegan bodybuilders approach is that we still keep it high carb. Um, that's really our focus. Really, it's high carb, low fat, moderate protein, I would say. Mm -hmm. In Derek's case, for me, I keep it low protein because I actually have rheumatoid arthritis. So it's inflammatory to have too much protein. So I'm careful about how much I get. And I find that I do just fine, even getting, you know, 15% calories from protein, 10% calories from protein. That's really all you need i mean as a baseline you need like five percent of your calories from protein at a minimum i think that's what mm -hmm. that's what human breast milk has right yes yeah so you know even ten percent is sufficiently above that to be able to build and maintain muscle mass for Derek, like what what's your um it depends on what foods i mean if i'm like restricting calories a lot to to lose body fat for a show then proportionally my protein is a lot higher it can get upwards of 20 25 percent but generally when but that's I'm, temporary. Exactly. When I'm generally just eating a normal diet with lots of calories and, you know, being fit and healthy, um, it might, it's closer to 15%. So we don't really focus on percentages so much because that can really shift based on how many calories someone's eating or what their goals are. It's really, we track macros, um, you know, count how many grams of protein meat per day, but it depends on a person's goal. If someone is just looking to get into strength training uh, and see all the benefits. They don't have to track their food at all. They can just make sure they're eating enough to maintain their weight or slightly more than that, and they'll do just fine in terms of protein and everything. What about what? So what about like supplements? Because I know that even people who are eating a more traditional diet um, and trying to bulk up or, or, or trying to put on muscle um, like to use supplements, right? I mean, that's like like the the workout shakes and the with all the powders and, and creatine and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys, uh, with the plant-based athlete in mind, are you, do you think that we need supplements? I'd say no, you never need them. Um, there's some cases where they might help a little bit, but you brought up a good point there. Uh, it's funny that people oftentimes will stereotype vegans as having a deficient diet and that they have to take vitamins and protein shakes and everything just to have a normal healthy diet, quote unquote. But you're absolutely right. All these gym goers are pounding all these supplements. There's this huge, you know, billion dollar supplement industry that's going towards the vast majority of people who are omnivores. So it's very, very silly that people act that way. Uh, but to answer your question, no, you don't need to take any supplements aside from maybe a B12 for just for general health. Uh, but like a protein shake post workout can help you recover a little faster, has been shown to make you gain muscle a little bit faster. Um, something like creatine can improve. How, fat, how quickly you gain strength when you're strength training, a little bit. But these are really, they're more marginal results. If you are putting in all the time, all the effort, or keeping a close eye on your diet, 
then they might make a little bit of a difference. But those other things definitely come first. Those, you know, the foundational basic things are 80 to 90% of your adult results at least. Creatine is interesting to me because whenever I use it, which isn't often, but now and then I'll, when I get into like a little mode where I'm like, I'm just too skinny. I got to gotta put on 10 pounds. <laughs> and, and I was surprisingly successful at doing that, uh, considering it's plant-based diet. You know, it's, it's, it's never really been an issue to just do it. Um, but I do always take creatine when I do that, and I always feel like it helps me a lot. Do you think that's something that is of special interest for plant-based or vegetarians? I've seen like there's a study. I don't know if it's been kind of like validated or if it was sort of just a little one-off thing, but like that showed um, that people who just even vegetarians, not even vegans, uh, who took creatine to actually perform better on some sort of intelligence or memory recall sort of test. Uh, and I've always wondered if that kind of carries over if if vegans and vegetarians in particular would benefit more from creatine because it's, I mean, the mo- the main way people would supply it to their bodies would be in things like red meat and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, is that one particularly effective for people who eat plant-based diets or have you not really noticed anything like that other than the, the general effectiveness it has for anybody? I don't think either of us have ever seen any research um, comparing, you know, strength training in you know, plant-based athletes versus omnivorous athletes. Mm-hmm. But you're right. The only dietary source of creatine does come from muscle tissue. So if you're not eating an animal's muscles, you're not going to get it. But you also have to consider you're getting very trace amounts when you're eating like chicken or beef, for example. Um, yeah, so omnivores supplement with creatine. Sure. Average gym goers going to supplement with it. Exactly. So it might make a slightly bigger difference for a vegan than an omnivore. But really the amount you're getting from an omnivorous diet, even like a bodybuilder's diet where they're eating tons of chicken or tons of beef, you're still in a day's time, you're probably going to get 10% of what a single serving of the supplement will give you. So but I guess an important thing is that creatine is one of the few supplements that is clinically shown to actually have an effect. It makes you feel, it makes you a little bit stronger. It makes you a little bit stronger during your workouts. I think yeah. it's the main benefit. Exactly. And like that, I know it's the difference too when I take it. Yeah, it's it's the same reason it works for your brain. It gives you your cells very quick, short-term energy that doesn't require oxygen. Um, so if you're doing something like lifting a heavy weight a few times, or sprinting as fast as you can, or even with your brain with you know thinking, um, these things require bouts of very intense, short-term effort, and creatine is what gives you that. And we got to mention this just because whenever I do mention creatine, someone comes back with saying it's dangerous. Have, is there any evidence that it is uh, safe or dangerous? I mean, from what I've seen, I've never, I wouldn't take anything that I thought was not safe. Uh, I haven't found anything that seems like a, like any sort of long term health risk. But no, we've and we've certainly not read everything, but we've read a lot of studies um, involving creatine and never found anything saying it was dangerous. And it's very well studied as well. Yeah, yeah. the only thing I've seen is that there's been no studies on breastfeeding women, and they recommend not supplementing with it, you know, while you're nursing, just because they don't know what effect it might have on the child. But right. that's really all I can think of. Gotcha. On that note, we should mention you guys are parents to how many do you have? Two. Two. Two, Two kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and you, Marcel, I believe you kind of kept up uh, a lot of the fitness stuff during pregnancy, right? Yeah, I actually am one of those women, you know, you see women around who, like, give birth and then they're, like, <laughs> they have a six-pack abs the next day. I am not one of those people, so, like, <laughs> thank goodness I am plant-based and kept up with training because, yeah, I tend to put on a lot of weight during pregnancy, even though I track my diet and I eat whole foods plant-based. It must be, like, a hormonal thing, but... That has really helped me, you know, get back into shape fairly quickly versus I think a lot of women um, 
tend to become overweight during pregnancy. There's a lot of research showing that that's the case, that they put on weight during pregnancy and it never comes off and they just get pregnant again, put on more weight and with a plant-based diet and, you know, staying consistent with the fitness that has not happened to me, fortunately. So I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. As we switch from talking about nutrition over to the resistance training aspect, let's hear quickly from our sponsor. This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aptive. Aptive produces audio-based workouts created by certified personal trainers available through a mobile app. And what's cool about Aptive is when you log on, you can not only choose the type of workout you want, but you can choose the type of trainer you want and their, their individual personalities. Some will like hip hop, some rock, some pop, and they all bring a different style to the workout. Even better, you can take Aptive with you anywhere you want to work out. You can use it at home, outside on the run, when you're traveling, and even on the treadmill. Aptive has classes for all fitness levels from beginner to intermediate to advanced. And with more than 2,500 workouts available on the platform and 30 plus new classes added each week, there's always a new workout to try. That's right. When you open the app, you can choose from yoga, running, strength training, elliptical, rowing, even meditation, and so much more. They even have different programs. So if you're looking for a longer term goal, like training for your first 10K or a marathon or a half marathon, or even this maternity program that breaks down the trimester so you can stay fit and, and strong and healthy throughout your pregnancy, it's pretty cool the variety of different programs and workouts they have available. Subscriptions start at $14.99 billed monthly or $99.99 for an annual membership. For a limited time, new members get 50% off an annual membership, which is just $49.99 for the whole year of unlimited workouts. Visit aptive.com slash no meat. That's A-A-P-T-I-V dot com slash no meat. All right, so let's, uh, let's shift away from diet a little bit and talk about resistance training and, and kind of, uh, you know, whether that involves a GM or not, because it doesn't have to. Um, I know Doug has uh, has kind of delved into the program that you guys made for Nomad Athlete, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear about Doug's experience with hitting the gym, because Doug is, uh, that that's not, not his typical thing. He's, a, of course, a great runner. But uh, I don't know. I'm just, what, like, what about getting started? Doug, feel free to chime in if you've got anything. But what about getting started? You've never done weight training before or not in any serious way. Wait, uh, uh, what do you need, to, you know? need to know? What's there to, are there misconceptions? Are there things you can, you can do well if you just know about them? Well, the first thing you have to consider is someone's training level. Like, are they an absolute novice who's never done any sort of resistance training before or any exercise for that matter? Or are they someone who's, you know, done sports in school or dabbled with it here and there? Um, so that really depends on where you're going to start and what you need to focus on. If you're a beginner, anything is going to make an improvement because your body's going to respond to anything that's unusual. If you're doing more work than it's accustomed to, that's going to cause a change. Uh, versus if you're used to going to the gym three to five times a week uh, and then you jump on a different program that's about the same level of difficulty, it's probably not going to do that much for you. You have to do more over time. Um, but regardless, there's some key movements that everyone should be doing, You know, movements that involve like a hip hinge, a squatting pattern, a pushing pattern with your upper body, things like that. And we talk about this, um, but these are movements that you'll see in every training program and in any kind of physical exercise activity as well uh, that will really help you see the benefits and make sure you're working all of the musculature of your body because that's pretty important. Yeah. So, so for me, you know, as a runner and as someone who isn't particularly interested in, in putting on a ton of muscle, right? But I, I yeah. certainly wish that um, I was str had a stronger upper body and and stronger core and stronger, um, you know, even, you know, as a runner, I've, I always want to be 
getting my legs stronger as well, you know, doing by doing exercises other than other than running itself. So you're saying um, you want a six pack, basically. Basically, I, I want to look, look really good at the beach this summer. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, but for me, just the idea of going to a gym and lifting weights and and doing all those things, it just has never at all been appealing. And um, but at the same time, you know, I I hear that you can do body weight exercises at home. Here, you can do some things with dumbbells and you know, like not have to go to the gym. But none yeah. of that ever felt like it would really work, right? I mean. You know, 20, 30 minute workouts at home, like, you know, just doing push ups and sit ups. Like, how effective can that type of exercise actually be? Well, the key is really is it fun? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you going to be able to make it a habit? Because if it's something that's drudgery and you hate doing, you're not going to stick with it. And of course, you'll never see results. Um, it has to be like, that's why we kind of structure the way we trade now has changed so much since we became parents because of the fact that. We also are kind of bored by going to the gym. I mean, Derek works in our gym all day, and I never really have a chance to get there. Even getting there sometimes is daunting. So we really tried to make our workouts more playful and also more functional. So if it's something that you see a dramatic difference right away, like we work a lot with um, shoulder issues and hip issues because people spend a lot of time sitting. So mm -hmm. you really want to do things that are going to counteract the negative effects of that. That's what we tend to focus on is things that are going to have a dramatic, noticeable daily effect and offset some of the other activities you're doing all day so that you'll stick with it because you realize you feel way better. You know, it has to be something that actually works and something that is efficient and something that doesn't feel boring and like drudgery and doesn't have a direct yeah, and to answer your question of can you get an effective workout at home, absolutely. We've had, you know, we've worked with hundreds of clients online in all different situations, and many of them have been at at home using their own equipment or no equipment at all. Uh, and we've seen some great transformations, which, you know, you guys could check out on our website. But if you are focused and you're working hard and you're progressing, so you're making things harder as you improve, you can absolutely see fantastic results. And is that something most people can do at home without equipment? Like, can you... Is, is it possible to kind of progress and keep making things harder or do you within three or four weeks reach this point where like you, you've maxed out what you can possibly do at home with body weight? It depends on where you're starting and it depends on how quickly you progress. Um, but for most people, yes, you can, you can reach a pretty high level just with body weight exercises at home. Uh, I would say the one thing you might want to add to a home setup if you have nothing at all is a pull-up bar because it's very hard to do any back exercises, any kind of pulling exercises. Uh, with just like floor space and your body weight. Uh, but everything else, you know, you can progress squats to lunges and you can progress, progress lunges to harder lunges. For push-ups, you can progress to incline push-ups. Uh, you can even go if you get really strong to one-handed push-ups. So there's a lot of ways you can keep making things more challenging for a long time. Yeah, the key is really, I mean, Derek and I both, in the gym, we move a lot of weight. Like in the gym, I can hip thrust 270 pounds and I, there's no way I would be able to do that at home. But I can make a really hard, similar workout at home just by doing you know, single leg glute bridges or something. There's always like some, some way of doing something similar. And the, the funny thing is, even though it doesn't involve a lot of weight, because there's the balance aspect and because it's something different that you might not be used to, it's still hard. There's lots of different ways to make things hard aside from just making the weight heavier. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that, I think that uh, makes a lot of sense. I think that's probably the misconception people have. Uh, not that I'm some expert in, in at-home bodyweight training, but you know, I just know the difference between taking five seconds to raise and five seconds to lower a weight versus throwing it up and down. 
just how much different that exercise is. So I would imagine if you're doing the same thing at home with push-ups or pull-ups or whatever, uh, there's all kinds of ways to to change things without uh, exactly without losing more weight. Exactly. And for the record, I do own a pull-up bar. It is uh, it currently resides <laughs> under my bed, but uh, I, <laughs> good. I, actually, I actually used it quite a lot. It was one of those ones, uh, those ads seen on TV types where they you know it hooks to the top of the door frame yeah yeah and uses uses leverage or something as if that was some new concept but they uh it uh it doesn't fit in my current house or our, our our whatever it's called i don't even know that what the name is the trim or the stuff around the doors it's too big for my for my thing so as yeah, a result my same, back has suffered we have the same issue so what we have is like a kid's trapeze like a kid's outdoor play, playground equipment that we suspended from the ceiling and we just hang from that oh yeah <laughs> okay maybe i'll yeah. we have to get on that <laughs> indoor playground <laughs> yeah all right good so uh so let's say i mean it t- it sounds pretty clear that if you are not in any kind of uh or haven't done any sort of resistance stuff in a while or even haven't done it very seriously or in any discipline discipline manner then you've got several weeks maybe several months of improvement that can be done just with at home body weight work um but when it is time to to get to the gym and and even this could apply to someone who's at home uh, what are what are some tips for someone who's just kind of inexperienced with weightlifting? Whether whether that means lifting extra weight or lifting their body weight, um, are there things to know? To I mean, obviously there are, but what are the things to know to avoid injury or to get the most from the workout? I mean, are, are there just general things that you guys see from clients if someone's brand new that they tend, you know, a mistake they might tend to make that might just be second nature if you've been there for any amount of time at all, but someone at the very beginning might might benefit from knowing. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole list of common mistakes people make. Uh, some of the most important ones are have to do with form and technique. We see this all day long, and it's the same common problems. And as Marcella said, it it has to do with people just spending too much time in chairs and not enough time, you know, on their feet, moving around, engaging all of their musculature. But basically, you have to be cognizant of what your hips are doing and what your shoulders are doing all the time, uh, especially if you're adding a big load and you're trying to lift a weight safely. So with Virtually every exercise, you need to keep your weight back in your heels and your hips back behind you and not sagging forward so that your back can stay straight. And with your shoulders, you need to keep your shoulders rounded down and back away from your ears. And so your shoulder blades are kind of pulled back together. Everyone is kind of in the opposite position all day long. They're kind of hunched forward, so their pelvis is tilted forward and their lower back is rounded and their shoulders are hunched forward. And so you really have to work hard, especially if you're not used to the positions these exercises are in, of getting out of that into a more proper alignment where your joints are a lot more stable and safe. The bodyweight exercises are not really, you know, just for people who can't make it to a gym. We also kind of consider them an essential foundation for being able to use weights later. And because it makes you, you're not really, you only, you can only, you can focus on your foundation and your posture so much more than when you add something else in like weights or anything like that. You need to, just have that opportunity to get used to moving your body and getting in those positions in and out of those positions safely. And it's, you know, it's challenging even for someone who's really experienced and it, it's always a good thing to go back to and just like be aware of your posture, what your body's doing. Um, Cause our focus is really on long-term health, you know, being able to keep up the activities you love, strengthening them, making functional activities easier, not just, you know, what's going to get you the quickest results in the gym, especially if you eat a plant-based diet, you're going to be physically active for a long time. So you want to be able to preserve your body, you know? Exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I actually hadn't thought about that, that that the body weight piece is a a really great way to 
kind of hone in the form before you before you take it to the gym or even after you've done it for a while to kind of revisit it as a as a way to remind yourself of the of the right form yeah i've seen this over and over again you take bench press for example which is a really really popular exercise especially among young men (laughs) (laughs) how much can you bench bro um and i see the same problems over and over again all day long you know people are throwing their shoulders into it they're not fixing their posture and then you get them into a push-up and their push-ups look like crap <laughs> and you realize why it's just they don't really know how to do that movement with their own body weight so we have absolutely found that you take away the distractions of the weight and how much weight you're lifting you take away the distractions of what machine you're using or what exercise it is and you just do the very basic body weight exercises and you work on perfecting them and that really fixes everything else you know when you get someone's push-up mechanics down pat where they're controlling their lower back and they're controlling their shoulders and the movement looks strong and stable then you throw them on a bench press again and their bench press is way better and it also is way stronger Um, and that that goes for squats that goes for lunges that goes for all these exercises that we talk about and it's really a simple you know simple technique but it works very well yeah i think uh that's that's really interesting and something that I think you probably gain an appreciation for as you get older. Cause I think you're right. I went through that same phase, that college thing where it's like, I mean, to do pushups at home would be the least interesting thing in the world compared to trying to go one rep max on the bench and, yeah. you know, do this giant arch that pulls your body off. The bench. I mean, yeah. So I think exactly. I, I, I don't expect everyone listening to appreciate that, but uh, I know that, that uh, as I get older, I, it, it certainly, it just gets more interesting. I remember we did, I did one of you guys classes on the cruise and I forget, I don't remember any of the name. I know I had a little hamstring issue at the time that, because uh, I was kind of back in the gym and I had managed to to aggravate something. And the focus on the form, that we didn't have any weights or anything like that, but I got a really good workout from you guys on the cruise. And uh, just remember kind of leaving there with this, with this picture and this feeling in my body of what the actual form is supposed to be like for a deadlift. And uh, I don't know, I just, I just have a real appreciation for that now, partly thanks to, uh, to doing that thing with you guys. Well, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Glad I could help. Sure. So um, for someone who, who wants to go further with the at-home thing, we, first of all, we've got this uh, this 15-minute workout uh, free download you guys have put together for us and for our listeners, um, which URL Doug has. Right, Doug? Yes, it is. Nomadathlete.com slash 15-minute-workout. There you go. So go there, nomadathlete.com slash 15-minute-workout. Get a free uh, program from Derek and Marcella. And that program, I believe, works with body weight or weights. Is that correct? Or am I yeah, it starts out. Oh, good. I said, or am I messing that up? It's, no, a, it's, bo- it's a body weight exercise. Yeah, it starts out with only body weight. It's gotcha. a great intro program. Cool. Um, so, so there's that. You can totally do that. I'm just wondering, like, uh, I don't know, if the, aside from that or part of that or as, as part of that, is there any equipment that, that someone – would tremendously benefit from having at home. Like, I don't expect you to say go buy a full dumbbell set or what, but like, I'm just wondering for as, as sort of, you know, real gym fitness people, is there any at home stuff like the ad seen on TV stuff where you're like, that is actually a legitimately good fitness equipment that everybody should have because it's cheap and it actually is going to greatly enhance like the pull-up bar. Like you mentioned, is there other stuff like that or is it all, is it all gimmicks? The pull-up bar would be my first one. Um, and those are great. You can pick them up for 20 bucks online or at the store. Uh, another one, which would be an either or from the pull-up bar, is like suspension trainers. You know, the fancy ones they have at the gym are called TRX, but they have lots of cheap knockoffs, and those allow you to do lots of pull-up like rowing exercises. But there's literally hundreds of exercises you can do with them, so those are very useful. Uh, and the other thing would be different varieties of elastic bands. There's all kinds of bands with handles, bands that are in loops, mini bands. 
Um, so a set of those, you know, just get a couple that are light, medium, and heavy. You can work your whole body in a variety of ways there. And that allows you to not just use gravity for resistance, because that's the one thing at home if you're doing bodyweight exercises, you're limited to gravity and things going just up and down. Um, but with bands, you can change the angle, you can change what muscles you're using, and that gives you a lot more options. Gotcha. So no perfect push-up. <laughs> well, those are okay. Yeah, are they? Not bad. <laughs> that's the one I actually, that's the I actually twist, have right? a perfect push-up. Right? Right? I might yeah. have given it away, but exactly. <laughs> I had one at one point. You, I was actually going to say the shake weight. The shake weight is the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only exercise equipment you need. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to know. So I, I did have, I did have uh, this is maybe a personal question, but I think it's helpful for everybody. So I have been using your programs uh, for the past few weeks now. And, I, you know, if I'm being completely honest with myself, it's the most dedicated I've been to a full body, um, you know, weight program or, or body weight program uh, ever, probably. Um, and I'm consistently waking up sore. You know, I'm, you know, as a runner, I can run for quite a while and, and very rarely do I wake up sore these days. Um, but you know, I am pretty much sore every time, every morning after, after, after a workout like this. Is this a, you know, is that, is that going to happen forever? Does that mean I'm doing it too much or going too hard? Or is this a good thing? Is that, uh, you know, what should I be looking at, looking for? There's, you know, there's a lot of answers to that question, but basically the easiest way to get sore is to do something novel or just something you're not used to. If you even like, you know, Marcella or I, if we go to the gym, we do an exercise we've never done before, or even something we haven't done in six months, uh, we could be in great shape, but that exercise will still make us sore. So that's a big thing is your body is very specific on what it gets used to. Uh, and then the other thing is how hard you're working. Of course, if you're, if you're really pushing it and working out intensely, you're more likely to be sore. Uh, now by and large, being sore is a good sign unless you're like cripplingly sore. Um, but not being sore is not a bad sign. So that's something a lot of people get confused about. They start getting in shape and they're like, I'm not sore anymore. Is it not working? No, it just means your body's better at recovering and maybe your diet's in a better spot, things like that. Um, but no, I wouldn't worry about being sore forever, especially as you get in better, better shape resistance training wise. Uh, it'll get more and more comfortable. We'll say. <laughs> I think the, um, the 15 minute workout, we kind of chose the exercises to work all those little stabilizing muscles that correct your posture and, you know, things that you don't activate normally throughout the day, like your glutes and your shoulders. So it's perfectly normal. Those are little muscles that don't normally get worked with the way that we're positioned all day. So it's a great sign that you're sore there. And once you stop being sore there, maybe that means that your posture is a little better. You'll have to check in the mirror. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And who for who uh who could benefit from this fifteen minute workout? I mean, is it is it uh would it benefit someone who's just a runner? I know it's designed, I believe, to be done three times a week, uh, and it's a total body sort of thing. Is that uh, something that that everyone could benefit for? I mean, I mean, runners, um, people looking to get back in shape in the gym, anyone? Absolutely, everyone. To be honest, because you know we were as Marcella said, we were specific in targeting the small muscles around people's problem areas, like the shoulders, like the hips. Uh, and even people who are going to the gym regularly or runners or people who are pretty athletic, oftentimes they neglect these areas. So these are really important things to keep in shape to prevent injury and to just maximize your performance when you are exercising. So whether you're a beginner or you're active and, you know, if you're not hitting these areas, it's a great thing to do. Yeah, really, we treat a lot of these exercises as um, part of our warm up as a way to activate those stabilizing muscles before we lift weight. So I'll always do, you know, glute bridges and abductions and some of the um, bear planks and everything just as a way to wake those muscles up and make sure they're doing the job they should be during the workout. 
So it could be considered like a pre, you know, something to do before a run or before a workout, as well as, you know, if that's all you can fit in, you could do it even in your office if you don't mind being a weirdo, which I don't mind at all doing weird things like that. (laughs) Or, you know, in the morning when you wake up, you know, it could either be just a workout or it could be a warm up. Exactly. But I think people would really notice that they feel better doing these exercises regularly. Their shoulders are hurting less, their hips will be less achy. Um, So that's a big benefit that everyone can realize. Great. So that's at nomi.com slash 15-minute-workout. Doug, is that the number 15 or the letters 15? That is 15-minute-workout. Good. And otherwise, check out uh, Derek and Marcella's site, veganmuscleandfitness.com. They do all kinds of uh, you know good recipes and meal planning sort of things uh, and all kinds of good stuff on the website. And uh, I don't know. In general, I think you guys just are, are – you know, force for good in this in this plant based world. I think we could always use more use more people who are approaching things from the uh, you know the muscle and I guess sort of general fitness side versus the endurance side because the the endurance side is great, right? That's what we do, and mm-hmm. I think that played a huge role in helping this plant based athlete movement kind of get going because you know I, I think it it is particularly useful for those kinds of sports, so it's no no surprise. Uh, but I always love to see uh, people who are who are you know who look like really strong fit people who are advocating plant-based diet. So I uh, appreciate the work you guys are doing. And, uh, yeah. you know, what, I just looking forward to helping you guys spread your message and uh, looking forward to learning more from you myself, honestly. I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting into this program. So uh, thank you for your time and, and for all the work you do. Thank yeah, you. no, thank you so much for having us. Thank you for your work. Too. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And I will not see you guys on the cruise, right, this year? Correct. We're not here this year. Okay. Yeah, Maybe so we've, we've uh, done that. I don't know, three or four years in a row now. It'll, it'll be strange to have, have no Derek and Marcella on there, toting babies around. Oh <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, you really hit on why we're not going on that. <laughs> right. We're taking a vacation from the vacation. Yeah. I, I remember the first year we saw you, because my wife and I went, and we decided, we, we kind of had a big decision. We were like, should we bring the kids or not? Or I guess at that point, it was probably one kid. And we said, should we bring him or not? And we were like, eh, I don't know. Let's just try to not do it. Let's enjoy a, a little thing together without kids. And I remember seeing you pushing a stroller on the beach when we were like drinking pina coladas. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think we made the right decision this time. <laughs> but, now, but now my kids are both really want to go on a cruise. So every time we go, they're like, oh, come on, we want to go on a cruise. So now we're going to be doing some other cruise because of that. So awesome. at, least, at least you knocked that out. You got, you got, uh, got the kids to come on, on a cruise. So now they know yeah, it. Yeah, they both loved it. Cool. Good. Well, uh, great to have you guys on again. And I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Yeah, no, thank you so thank much. You. All right. Thanks, guys. And thanks for, thanks for helping me get in shape. Yeah, no, keep working hard. <laughs> All right. All right, bye. Bye.